Welcome to Ghostly. So, this is a very special episode that we are going to be playing for you. We recorded this at Lawler's on Archer for the Southside Podfest. Southside being Chicago. Yep. My home. And uh, Nick Mataragas was our guest. I'd like to thank Nick Mataragas again for coming on the show and... I'd like to apologize for talking about his nudity in the in the show. You you know, you're going to hear it. But Nick crossed a line though. He said what shall never be said on Ghostly. He did. It'll be something for uh everyone to listen for. Yes. And then it, and then forget. Yes. Because it's it's never going to be said again on the show. Words that shall never be mentioned. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I would also like to thank Lawlers uh, for having us out there for the PodFest. And they had some great uh, locals coming in that were hanging around and we and we made some friends, I think. Oh, absolutely. It was so much fun to get out and meet some people. And all the podcasts that were there were great. Not Another Film Podcast was a lot of fun. And Bob After Dark. Obviously. So, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a great night. I mean, we were out pretty late. We were for a Wednesday. It's for a late. Wednesday for us, yeah. Because <laughs> we're, we're old. We're old. Yeah. Um, I would also like to thank Memoriam Development for putting this all together. Nick Mataragas is the head of Memoriam Development, and he really did a great job. He did. Yeah. And this is just one where there's going to be uh, three more. Three more. Well, luckily, every, we're not... Every Wednesday after, if you're listening to this on the 13th, every Wednesday after this Wednesday. Yes, every for three more weeks. So on November 20th, on November 27th, and on December 4th. Yes. The only thing is, Ghostly will not be doing it. No. We will be there. We'll be there to help support everybody, but... So we, if you want to come out and we'll say hi, yeah, we we'll would be love there. to have you have you out there and we'll bring our buttons with us absolutely and there is a chance that one or both of us could be in a podcast or two some of those weeks i'm gonna force myself on some (laughs) Uh, i would also like to thank mike morrissey mike morrissey uh did me a real solid now mike morrissey was on the show before he was the one that told us about waverly hills waverly hills Uh, sorry i just want (laughs) to To put that in everyone's head. Waverly Hills, that's not where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, well, he's the one that told us about Waverly Hills. and um, he, But he also came out to the PodFest. He is a sound engineer. So we took advantage of him to um, make the sound good in the room. Yeah, and I'm going to say, uh, poor Pat, he's always the kind of default engineer for all the podcasting. Yeah. And stress is always I don't get stressed included out. in all of that. Well, I, you what know What do you mean, me? Oh, no, I'm Mr. Cool. All I know is that Mike Morrissey, thank goodness. Thank you for being <laughs> there. And I thanked him like 50 <laughs> times actually. <laughs> that was that was really helpful. Yeah. And do we have anyone else to thank? Uh I'm going to give a shout out to Shorty our yeah. bartender for the night. She Shorty was great. Was good. And uh, to the owners of Lawler's for giving us this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. To be absolutely. there. It's, they've it's they've really always great. been supportive of, of me. And 
Uh, we've done some memoriam stuff. I am in memoriam. Uh, so are you. I am. Uh, I am the head of digital content. So this is kind of my thing too. So, I mean, I don't want to uh, take any credit away from Nick though. Nick did an awesome job. And by the way, Nick is officially the first skeptic besides me on Ghostly. He is. It was me against two skeptics this time. So I think you did okay. I think I did okay. Well, the bar was with me. Yeah. Going to be honest. I had a room of believers with me, so I didn't feel too bad. Memoriam has been really great for us. We really appreciate everyone in Memoriam. And we'd like to tell you guys that um, Memoriam just started their first Kickstarter. I put it out there so that we could raise money because Memoriam Podcast want to go independent. They want to be free, free for the art. So what it is is that when you're on a network, they really are concerned with numbers of downloads, right? Yeah. So we don't want that. We don't want to be concerned with how many downloads we have over there. Uh, We want to just be able to put out art. We want to create. We are creators. Yeah, I mean, ghostly. Obviously, we try to be creative, but I will say, memoriam is can be a little bit more um, artistic. Artistic, yeah. That's yeah. that's our artistic side right there, and we're on a lot of those podcasts. A lot. So please consider donating a couple bucks to them. Uh, you can find them. Oh, and I came up with all kinds of creative rewards. Too. I was going to say there is a reward that involves you. There is a there is. I will give podcast lessons. I mean, just think of it. You could have a lesson with Pat on podcasting. And it's not just one. Ooh. I mean, I'm talking that this could take several sessions. Wow, some one-on-one so Pat time. Yeah, you really get to know me, and we would do that over Zoom. Okay. Or Skype or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, definitely check it out. They don't have to fly out. into Chicago, is that? Or, I mean, if you are someplace sunny, because it snowed here today, <laughs> uh, I would love to go to you. If you pay for my airfare there and hotel go. hotel accommodations, and uh, I need a steak dinner every night, wow, and lunch and breakfast, you know, I need all and you know fourth meal or Zoom or or Zoom, I guess. Okay. Hey, you know what I just heard? Hmm. Attack of the Snack. One of our friends. They are coming back. They are one of my favorite podcasts ever. I love it. Yes, and. Do you remember the date that they're coming back? I think it's um, next I think it's the 18th. Week, yeah, yeah the 18th. Monday, the Monday. 18th. It's, it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to while I'm eating lunch. Right? Because <laughs> they're talking about food and Yeah, snacks. and you feel like you're eating with them. Then. Right? It's yeah. really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting this out there publicly because I know at least one of the hosts listens to Ghostly yes. that I personally would love to be a guest on Attack of the Snack. I would love it too. Where I could snack. Yeah. And and then talk about the snacking. What kind of snack would you want them to do? Uh, something that's salty and sweet. Ooh, like I a like, chocolate-covered pretzel. Right. Like, I like combo taste things. Yeah, what's really cool is they pick each other's uh, snacks. Yeah, yeah. So you have to eat what the other person tells you to, to yeah, get. Yeah, they, they have a general idea, like granola bars, you know, and then they will pick each other's. It's really, it's the coolest concept, and it's short, too. It's short, and they're really funny. Yes, they are very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess we don't have time to do the polls this time, so we're just going to move on. 
You don't want to do the polls? What? Why? Oh, I mean, we just don't have any time. We don't want to waste I, anybody's time. I with, think we've with got the polls. a minute to do the polls. I mean, I I don't. We, people came out and voted. We had a lot of votes, more than than we have uh, some other times. So I think we need to let the the people speak. <laughs> yep. I, I'm I'm a little nervous about this. All right. Are you ready? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm absolutely not. Okay. So the question is, after uh. a month of episodes uh, on the theme of exorcisms, the question was, are exorcisms real? 73% said... They are not. They are. What? Yes, they are real. 73% Man, so said yes. And 27% said no. That's like almost 50-50 then. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's so close, you know? Yep. So after quite a bit of voting and several comments. But I wonder if they were just going on what I said. If even one exorcism is possible. Maybe if we asked them, were the exorcists exorcisms that we talked about were they real i bet you i would have won that one i don't think you would have won what i I think i don't think so in my head i won okay so that's that's what we're gonna go with (laughs) so i'm gonna put a check in my column for this one um that's your invisible extra thing that you keep right but in the real world i i actually have a spreadsheet and I, I print it out after every episode, and I sleep with it. Oh. I curl up with it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with my win-lose-or-draw uh, spreadsheet. <laughs> win-lose-or-draw. Yeah, and so far, I've won every single one. Oh. On okay. my spreadsheet. Okay. <laughs> because right. you don't touch it, so. No, I don't see that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody who came, who, uh, came onto Facebook and voted. We really appreciate it, and we will put up a poll for Mr. Gacy. All right, I guess if we if we have to, we do. Yes. Uh, one thing that we did not do during the episode, which we're going to do in a second, give our ratings. Oh, that's true. We didn't give our ratings. Yeah. Now Nick Nick isn't here, so Nick won't be able to give his. But I'm sure his would be like a zero or a one. I, I I'm thinking zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the question? So the question is. Uh, does Gacy still haunt this earth? Yes, that's yeah. the question. So uh, I'm going to say we're, yes. We're not doing this right now. Oh. Yeah. We're going to do it later? We're going to do it later. Okay. After they listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead, listen to the episode, and we'll be back. <laughs> Welcome to Ghostly. I'm your host, Pat. And I'm your other host, Rebecca. So today Woo! we're... Thank you, guys. There was only one person, though. And why was it for Rebecca and not me? Come on, okay? I mean, of course. I am sexy, okay? (laughs) And I know it. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most notorious serial killers of all times, John Wayne Gacy. Have you guys ever heard of him? You guys ever heard of John Wayne Gacy? Yes, he's the killer (laughs) clown. Are reports of his ghost real? Mm, I found some stories, people. I yeah. found some stories. And that brings us to our special guest over there. Uh, he is the last person to play John Wayne Gacy on TV, Nick Mataragas. <laughs> Woo! 
Wow, that's going to be uh, what's inscribed on my grave. That's yeah. Just, yeah. It, it, well, you won't be the last person at that point. I was just going to say, is I he just, really the last I, person? You can't introduce me as like uh, the very first skeptic to be a guest on Ghostly. You are the very first skeptic ghost on Ghostly. I'm I am skeptic the ghost, skeptic yes. ghost. Skeptic <laughs> ghost. You are the skeptic ghost of Ghostly. I will say that. I have to say, I need my... Uh, I was very happy uh, earlier, Bob After Dark... Uh, asked who was hashtag team believer and hashtag team skeptic that most of the room seemed to be hashtag team believer because I'm going to need the support on this episode with two skeptics. I don't know yes, how I'm going to handle it's, this. It's going to be rough for Rebecca, I yeah. think. They missed the other hashtag, but though it's hashtag tween, right? No. Hashtag team tweeny. No, no, there's no team any of <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about that anymore <laughs> on our show. That and my girl. So, speaking of which, the word that you can never say, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself besides your Gacy role. Uh, yeah, so besides playing John Wayne Gacy, um, I'm the executive director at Memoriam Development. Um, also, uh, I am the producer, um, but I am not on the uh, show Freak of the Week. That's hosted by David Hickney, who is definitely mm, not me. Definitely, definitely not. not. Definitely not. Uh, I also do a ton of other stuff, um, acting-wise and writing-wise, and all these other things that make me zero money, but give me satisfaction? And Something. I, I have to say that that mustache that you're growing out oh. makes you look a lot more like Gacy, actually. Uh. <laughs> right? Doesn't yes, he look like Gacy? He looks a little bit like Gacy, right? <laughs> 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 Thanks. Well, and I will also say that it was Nick's wonderful idea to do this amazing pod fest. Yeah. Yeah. The Southside Pod Fest is all in that brain over there. So yeah. you have Nick to blame for all of this. <laughs> That's exactly what you should do. You should blame me. So Ghostly is a bi-weekly podcast that takes a deep dive into a ghost story. We go over the history and all the evidence of the ghost story because in the end, you decide what is real and what is just made up. Yes. So today, as I said, we're going to be talking about Gacy. We're going to go over um, a lot of his history. I'm going to try to make it as short as possible because the ghost stories are so good for this yes. one. So John Wayne Gacy was actually John Wayne Gacy Jr. I don't know if you guys knew that. He was born in Chicago on March 17th, 1942 to John Stanley Gacy and Marion Elian Robinson. Um, basically, if you read between the lines, you'll come up with the uh, same thing that I did, that Gacy was actually uh, abused by his father. Now, when you say abused, what, like, physical abuse? Yes, there was physical, there was emotional, there was a lot of stuff. So I wrote down okay. some notes about it. His father wanted him to be a man's man, but Gacy instead liked to cook with his mother. Mm. That was a no-no for his dad. His dad did not think that a guy should ever cook food in the kitchen. Um, so, yeah, he hated him for that. His father would oftentimes belittle Gacy and accused him of being dumb and stupid and said that Gacy would probably grow up to be queer. Hmm. Um, but even in his last days, Gacy refused to say he, he ever hated his father, even though he was abused by him. So... Uh, he did have some physical conditions. He wasn't allowed to play sports or anything with physical activity because he had a heart condition. I don't know exactly what the heart condition is. They never really say. 
But his father, uh, and he also suffered from blacking out, which explains a lot of what he did later on. His father accused him of faking these conditions and said that he did it for sympathy. Hmm. So even yeah. even the so, heart condition. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so difficult childhood. Yes. Seems similar to a lot of other serial killers. Yes, definitely. But we're not saying that this was an excuse. No. Right. There's no excuse for his behavior. Okay. Absolutely not. Uh, when Gacy was 18, he got involved in politics. He became a um, a precinct captain for the Democratic Party, and his father loaned him money to buy him a car, but oftentimes he would take the keys away from him because Gacy didn't make all of his payments. Oh, jeez. And uh, the one time Gacy got smart to this, so he made a copy of the keys. Yeah, so uh, his you- dad didn't like that. His dad took the distributor cap off of his car wow. and wouldn't give it back to him for three days. Okay, so it Even was like spy versus spy with, like key, with the car key. Yep, absolutely, okay. absolutely. So um, Gacy moved to Vegas, and this was a turning point for Gacy. This really was a defining moment for Gacy, and it's really creepy, too. Um, he started working for an ambulance company and then as an attendant at the Palm Mortuary, as a mortuary attendant. Uh, he slept on a cot behind the embalming room. No, but this was... Okay. In Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah, and how creepy is that? Would you guys sleep in an embalming room? Behind the bodies? Probably. Probably. Nick. <laughs> yeah, I it mean, was. I guess that's what he like. Gacy lives, I think. I mean, I I, mean I'm guessing it'd be a nice, quiet sleep. Yeah, well, uh, Gacy later confessed that on one evening while alone, you might, you might agree with this kind of thing, mm-hmm. he uh, <laughs> climbed into a coffin with a deceased teenage boy, and he embraced and caressed his body. Wait, why would I agree with that? <laughs> well, I don't know. You just look like him, so I'm thinking, you know. Well, oh, wow. So, I, I, out of curiosity, I would probably climb into a coffin, but not one already occupied by a dead anyone. Okay. Uh, I don't know. How many people here believe that Nick would crawl into that coffin with the boy? Yeah, let the record show there were several, several people Several people, absolutely. Um, so, so this was a big shock to Gacy after he did it. He's like, what the heck's the matter with me? So he decided to move back to Chicago. Now, I will say this part of the story actually shocks me. It shocks me that he was shocked. (laughs) Like, you're, this is your job. You're sleeping behind the embalming room. You decide one night, like, you know what? I'm just going to get in this little coffin with this body and do some stuff and, Oh my God, I can't believe I did it. And then you run back to Chicago. Like yeah. you would just imagine he'd be cool with that. Vegas could have kept him. I would have been okay I, with that. I, I'm going <laughs> to argue with you on that a little bit because I think uh, there are people who are very much aware of their mental uh, issues mm. or illnesses and even despite their awareness are not able to help themselves. And I think serial killers fall into multiple categories. Some of them... But, you know, the full-on psychopath who are just like, yeah, I'm doing this because I like it and that's fine. I'm good with it. And others who are torment- tormented people who can't help themselves. And I well, think Gacy's the latter. And it is a buildup. That is yeah. true. It's it's very rare that you just, they start killing right away. You right. know, there's usually Absolutely. kind of a, a ramp up to it. Well, I'm going to continue this. Uh, Gacy was not a dumb person, though, even though his father said he was. He was a dropout, but then he ended up going to school. He, he went to college after dropping out 
never got his high school diploma, but ended up uh, going to Northwestern Business College in 1963 and graduated. And then he um, started working as a shoe salesman, kind of like an Al Bundy kind of thing. <laughs> and while he was, uh, this was in Springfield that he did that. While he was there, he got engaged, he got married, he had two kids, and his father finally came to him and apologized for wow. all of his abuse. So then that was it. Now he never did anything else again? Casey? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so um, this we're going to start to get into some of the bad stuff here, um, even though the coffin molestation thing was weird. Pretty bad. Uh, during his time in Iowa, Gacy had several homosexual encounters, all with teenage boys. He would try to trick them, and uh, one time he said that he was commissioned by the U.S. government with, with conducting homosexual experiments in the interest of scientific research. And he would pay them 50 bucks to let him have his way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fool a wow. man once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he eventually um, got charged with sodomy in Iowa, and he was sentenced to 10 years in jail for sodomy. He didn't actually serve all 10, 10 years. He uh, was a model prison inmate, so they eventually let him go after 18 months, and one of the conditions was that he moved back to Chicago. We keep trying to get rid of him, and he keeps coming back to Chicago. <laughs> they send him back. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to skip over a lot of stuff. His mother lent him money to get a house. His mother was living with him. Uh, then he ended up getting uh, engaged to another girl because that first one that he married ended up leaving him because of, well, sodomy. I mean, that would kind of make sense. Uh, the house that he bought was the one that he was known to have killed almost every single person in. It was the house on 8213 West Summerland, um, Summerdale Avenue. Which that actually, they, well, recently for sale. Yeah. So I could buy it. And you you could buy it. Well, now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not his actual house. If you but bought it's that the house, I, I would never talk to you again, I don't think. <laughs> is that a promise? <laughs> yes, Especially if it you is, showed actually. up and him dressed uh, as Gacy. <laughs> so he got engaged again to a, to a Carol Huff. She had two daughters. Huff was a friend of Gacy's younger sister. That was kind of creepy. Uh, they had dated when they were in high school. Uh, Gacy opened up a construction company called PDM Contractors, uh, PDM being the initials for painting, decorating, and maintenance. So he wasn't really good at coming up with names for things. <laughs> um, I would argue that Pogo is a great name. We'll talk about Pogo in a little bit. Uh, the business was actually pretty successful. Uh, he, he did a lot with the business. And then... Uh, this is where Pogo actually comes in. Mm-hmm. Gacy found out that his local moose club had a lot of members that were also part of the, of the Jolly Joker Clown Club. You guys have all heard of the Jolly I Joker mean, Clown Club, right? I we all love that. <laughs> Neither have I. Uh, they would dress up like clowns and perform for fundraisers as well as to visit sick children. And Gacy joined the club in 1975 and created two costumes, Pogo and you guys know the other one? Pogo and Patches. 
Huh, I don't think I've ever heard of Patches. Yeah, because Patches wasn't a murderer. Bogo oh, was the murderer, I guess. Oh, interesting. I don't know. He, no, I, don't. I don't know if he actually <laughs> murdered someone in the clown costume, but I envision Nick doing that. So, what were they different costumes? Yes, they were. Yeah. So, so Nick, who are you? I uh, I was dressed and made up as Pogo. Okay. As Pogo, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Gacy designed his own costume and learned to do some makeup, and some professional clowns noted that the sharp corners that Gacy painted at the edges of his mouth are contrary to the rounded borders that professional clowns normally employ so as not to scare children. Okay, so that makes sense, because he is a pretty scary-looking clown. Yeah, but, I, I mean, mean... I mean, all clowns Nick. are scary-looking. That's all looking. you gotta do is look at Nick, and you see exactly <laughs> how I mean, Gacy I, was scary. Yeah. It just so, makes some sense. We we're going to move this on pretty quickly from now on. In 1975, he told his wife that he was bisexual and refused to have sex with her anymore. Okay. Right? Very forward thinking for that Yeah, time. right? Yeah. But he would stay out very late, late at night and bring young boys back to the house, and they hung out in the garage. She found uh, gay porno inside the house. We are. We're getting to the basement. I promise you. They got a divorce in March 1976. Gacy's first murder, we want to talk about the murders? Gacy's first murder, uh, murder that we know of was of Timothy McCoy. Timothy McCoy was from Michigan and was taking a Greyhound to Omaha, and they stopped off in Chicago, and Gacy convinced him to go sightseeing with them and said he could sleep at, at, at his house. And Never he would take a good him, idea. We take him to the train station again. This is actually a really weird story. So Gacy uh, went to bed that night. He didn't murder the, the kid yet. Went to bed. He woke up, and Timothy was in the doorway with a knife in his hands. So what are you going to do? You're going to get up, and you're going to take that knife from that person, right? So he did. They fought for a long time. He eventually took the knife from him and, you know, stabbed him like 20-something times. And then Gacy got up, and he went into the kitchen, and he saw that Timothy had made him breakfast, had made him bacon and eggs and some other stuff, and he was just, wait, he was just trying to wake Gacy up to tell him to go get breakfast. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't wake people up, up with a knife in my hand to tell them there's breakfast. It was a mistake. He forgot he had it. He forgot he had it in his hands, oh. that's all. So I don't want to like defend was, John Gacy. Well, I guess here's the question. Like, a, how was he holding one. the knife? Yeah, that's fair. In an interview after his arrest, Gacy stated that immediately after killing McCoy, he felt totally drained, probably because he stabbed him 20-something times. Uh, yet he noted that he had experienced a mind-numbing orgasm as he killed the youth. He added, that's when I realized that death was the ultimate thrill. Wow. So it was kind of like an accidental realization of what was his biggest thing that I got guess. him excited. Yeah, that's okay. what got him excited, I guess. Like it turns it from a petite mort to a grand mort? Yeah, yeah. a grand mort, yeah. yeah. So Gacy would trick a lot of his victims by showing them that he could escape from handcuffs. Do you guys know this? So what, what he would do, he would sit in the chair, he would put handcuffs on himself... And he would show them that he could get out of the handcuffs and told them they could do the same thing. They would sit in the chair, put the handcuffs on, and he would grab a rope and choke them. That's how he killed most of his victims. Uh, let's see. 
his investigation and arrest after killing somewhere around 30-something people. I think the official number that they point to him is 33. 33 deaths because of him. Um, He began to get a little sloppy. He offered a teenage boy a job, but then killed him. And that boy told his parents before he left to be with Gacy. People saw him offer the boy a job and that the boy was to meet him at his house. The police went, went to him and told him that he'd have to go to the station and give a statement. Well, Gacy showed up to the police station at about 3 o'clock in the morning, and he was covered in mud because he was in his basement, and he was digging, digging holes. Most of the bodies, except for the last five, were all buried in his basement. So that's 28 bodies in his uh, crawl space. Uh, the way that he eventually got busted, though, was that he... Um, the, the police got wise to something because of that and because of the sodomy charges, they actually went back and looked at that and they got a warrant to go into his house where they found a class ring from somebody. They also found uh, other people's driver's licenses, handcuffs, books on homosexuality and pedophilia, uh, various things that started lining up and the police learned of Gacy's previous arrest. They figured out who the class ring belonged to And the police just couldn't nail this conviction, though. They needed to really place him with the bodies. So um, what they did was they, they, he was under 24-hour surveillance. There was police officers in the front and back of his house at all times. And eventually, Gacy invited them in for a drink. When he invited them in for the drink, the one said he had to use the bathroom and that was right above the furnace, so he could smell death in the air, and that was enough to get him the second warrant. They went in, and they immediately went to the basement. They knew exactly where to go, and they started digging it up, and it was like a horror film. Every, every couple of hours, they were finding another body. He filled his basement completely. That's the reason why his last five murders, he threw in the Displains River right off of I-55, so not too far away from here. Uh, but he, yeah, the Stevenson, right? Stevenson, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he threw five bodies in there and because he just didn't have any more room in his, in his basement. So um, let's talk about his death then, too. Um, Gacy was sentenced to death. Upon being sentenced, Gacy was transferred to Menard Correctional Center in Chester, Illinois, where he remained incarcerated on death row for 14 years. On the morning of May 19, 1994, Gacy was transferred from the Menard Correctional Center to, do you guys know where he eventually ended up? Statesville, yeah. Um, Correctional Center in Crest Hill to be executed. That afternoon, he was allowed a private picnic on the prison grounds with his family. So for his last meal, Gacy ordered a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, a dozen fried shrimp, French fries, fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke. Oh. Because he was watching his figure. Diet Coke is your favorite drink. Ah, now who's Gacy? Uh-huh. <laughs> not me, not Suspicious. me. Suspicious. So uh, Gacy's death was confirmed at 12.58 a.m. on May 10, 1994. 
His brain was removed. And I think Rebecca's going to talk about that a little uh, we bit. We may talk about that part, yeah. So that's all I have for the history. Okay. Now it's time to hear a ghost story. You got it. I mean, the history is crazy, obviously. We can't even get close to it. Um, but there's some interesting stuff uh, as far as uh, the ghost. And Nick, you know, I promise you get to, you get to say your piece. Okay. I, I, I promise. Uh, but I wanted to tell everybody a ghost story. I typically tell the ghost story a little bit earlier in the episode, but today um, it's actually kind of a, a story that I found that I thought would be uh, a good start to our debate. And I'm not allowed to talk during her ghost story. No, not during the ghost story part. She, she told me this. I did. We have to set a mood. All right. Imagine this. Everybody close your eyes and imagine close this. Close your eyes and imagine, Okay. All right, you are studying criminal justice in college and are interested in studying serial killers, so you decide to take a chance and write to one in the hopes that they will let you interview them. The one you choose is one of the most notorious, one you remember as the boogeyman from your childhood. When you meet him, he is charming and says he wants you to know the real story. But you soon realize that he never tells you the full truth. As you keep getting drawn back to talk to him more and more, your mother and friends are trying to tell you to stop. They can see that there's a darkness on you. When the final moment comes and he asks you to be there for his execution, you refuse. This is a decision that you end up questioning. After he dies, the next level of horror starts. About a month after his execution at 3 a.m., you wake up suddenly and look around. Sitting in the corner is John Wayne Gacy, snarling and snorting, looking right at you. Bluish skin, staring. You say, John, close your eyes and start to pray. When you open your eyes, he's gone, but you never forget that vision and that visitor. That is a true story that was told on another podcast called The Confessional. Wow. By a man named James. I just pictured Nick the whole time you were saying <laughs> that. Uh, oh. Yeah, he, there, was, there were a lot of people that went. Gacy talked to a lot of researchers. He was very uh, excited to have visitors. Um, but this is one um, that uh, this man, James, actually claims to have had. He, he claims that he woke up and saw... Gacy in the corner of his bedroom. Wow. So, well, I gentlemen, just I, I just want to know, what do you think? Um, well, first, before we do that, I want to get a feel for the room here. Who here believes that Gacy's ghost still haunts different areas? Bob. Bob and <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> All right, we had a couple. All right, so... Nick, I think our job is already done. I say we so, just go home. I, I will point out that um, I'm pretty sure everyone in this room has probably had one of those dreams where they, they think they've woken up only to realize they're in another dream. Um, and I, Yeah, exactly. It's kind of an inception thing, which actually happens. I've had that happen multiple times. And also, I mean... Waking up and seeing somebody in the corner right away, I mean, you're not, you don't have your faculties about you when you first wake up. Uh, mm. and, and I'm sure, I'm, and the term is no pun intended, but I'm sure the person was haunted by his interactions with Gacy 
just mentally. I mean, that kind of interaction with somebody of that kind uh, can definitely mess with your head. Well, I think we should do this now. Nick, can you tell us about your experience doing Ghost Adventure and being at Joliet State Prison? So, yeah, I was at Joliet, which is in Statesville. It's a different prison. A lot of people put them together for some reason. Yeah. Um, And Gacy was there for a brief time. Oh, okay. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people believe that's one of the places he haunts for some reason, and I don't know the exact reason. But anyway, so I was there um, throughout the entire prison and all these kind of places that I probably, if any anybody's going to feel something, it would be within some of these areas. I was at processing. I was in general population uh, in the hospital wing, which is really cool and really falling apart. Um, there's probably asbestos in there, so I'll probably have mesothelioma in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, and you were naked in the shower. Oh yeah, I was. That was the most disturbing. Well, I was half naked in the disturbing shower, part you. I ever saw in my life. Um, I was also on death row briefly. So the naked thing, uh, <laughs> I was in my bathing suit. Thank you. Um, your birthday suit. Um, they told me like the day of, they're like, "Hey, bring your bathing suit because you might get wet." <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh yeah, now it's time for the shower shoot." And I was like, "Shower shoot?" <laughs> yeah, no, we actually had to stop and rewind the tape. Oh, thank like, you. I was like, and we paused and, it. And paused it. It oh was my very God. old school VHS. They set like, up like a camp shower like by above second. the nozzle. It oh. was uh, an interesting experience. Um, but yeah, I was in all of these places that you would think you would feel something. Death row, the hospital, general population, all of these big, massive parts of this, of this, of this prison that is falling apart and dilap- dilapidated and really cool. Um, and I didn't feel anything besides the fact that, man, I wish I had my camera with me. Wow. All right. Wow. Okay, well, at that, are you ready to start your debate, Rebecca? Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you? Well, I thought we already had. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, you're debating already? <laughs> Did I jump the gun on the debate? I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. I, I'm just, yeah. I'm okay. Just, yeah. So gotcha. do you have any other points for your debate? Uh, I do. Well, so... Uh, the guy who saw the Gacy in the corner, um, he also uh, kept having uh, dark energy in his life for uh, a few months, uh, or actually even maybe even a few years after. Um, he was very sick all the time um, in his apartment. He would turn the heat on full blast, yet only one room would be actually warm. Um, he would put he would throw sandwiches away, and by the next day they would have maggots on them. I mean, like like advanced decomposition. Wait, um, why was he throwing sandwiches away? I, I have issue with this. <laughs> Were these sandwiches hot dogs? Uh, a hot dog More is not a sandwich. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it took, it took him a while to get rid of this dark energy and he actually had to move out of the home where he was at um, and, and really do a lot of, uh, of praying, he said, um, to kind of get rid of that dark that dark energy that was following him. So it was, wow. it was really crazy to think about that he met this person. I guess here's the other part of it. That there was another, I don't know if you guys, what was the movie? You mentioned the name to me and uh, I can never remember Dear, dear Mr. Gacy. Dear Mr. Gacy. I don't know if anyone's seen Dear Mr. Gacy. It's kind of based on a real story about a researcher. I have not seen this movie. I just know of it. So he went and talked to Gacy. He basically told Gacy that um, like he was in love with him and that he wanted to be with him and all of this stuff in order to get Gacy to confess to some of the ones that he hadn't confessed to. Mm. Um, anyways, he, he did go to Gacy's execution. He did go see him. 
And um, he actually killed himself not too, like a few years after um, Gacy uh, wow. was executed. Um, and this guy, James, was talking about how he felt that he had pulled himself away enough that the dark energy didn't get him. It was just super, it was just, a, I, I'm not, I don't want to get, that obviously that person had a lot of issues going on. Um, but it was an interesting comparison that well, I I'm, thought. I'm going to let Nick speak first on this. <laughs> okay. I mean, I would say that both of those, like that sounds once again, like just like they got too close to someone that really influenced them, especially the sec- second, the dear Mr. Gacy person that's got to mess with your head. Yeah. Being manipulating a person who's a serial killer right. to get more information out of them. And, the idea of dark energy coming following you around, I mean, for a lot of people, that's just called depression, you know? True, I, yeah. I, I, I know that firsthand. I mean, I don't, it's not, that can totally not be supernatural. I, I don't know. And, the, and even like, and I'm not trying to like destroy every idea, but I mean, it's a debate for a reason. And the idea of there are maggots every time he throws a sandwich away. Man, clean your garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say, too, that actually Gacy confessed to 30 of the 33 uh, murders almost immediately Mm -hmm. when the police brought him into custody. Yeah. Although, Although he recanted it, that's... That's what actually. There, there were a few that I think they either they couldn't find or they he never confessed to that, or, or maybe even ones they didn't know about. Something that he so wanted to find. Gacy drew them a picture of his basement and where all the bodies were were um, buried. By the way, they were not buried uh, six feet under; they were buried two feet under, mm. very shallow graves. Two by six foot because some of the people were tall. And then sometimes he would throw another body on top of that body. Crazy. Yeah. But he drew him a picture of where they could find every single body, and they did. Wow. Because of his picture. Wow. That's that's how much he confessed yeah. to those killings. So yeah. Well, Sorry. there were there were something more that he wanted to find for that one, but um, yeah. I also wanted to go back to the brain um, that you mentioned. Uh, there's a woman, Dr. Helen Morrison, who owns Gacy's brain, and she keeps it in Tupperware, according to the Ghost Adventures episode. Yeah, I mean, um, if, if you have a brain, where are you going to keep it? <laughs> it was like <laughs> slices of of his brain. Uh, and then yeah. she, she let Zach hold some of the brain. Um, but interestingly, she claims that she is haunted by Gacy and not like in the metaphorical sense, like actually haunted by Gacy. Well, and she also claims that Joliet State, uh, Joliet State Prison is haunted yes, by Gacy. Yes, she, she also she, claims She that. also keeps John Gacy's brain in a Tupperware container. Well, it's better than Ziploc. Fair I mean, enough. it's for, you know. Like a Ziploc bag, that would be, that would be really gross. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, right, yeah. Next it, to the maggot sandwiches. Yes, it was interesting though too because now I read an article on TMZ that Zach, uh, what's his name, Zach Baggins, uh, Baggins yeah, wants like to own the brain now. He's like, I've held it once. I need to hold it again. And like, it's he, not the he, one he, ring. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, oh, well, I was just well, going to say there was. Uh, what do you guys think about the the prison? Then I guess you've already told us a little bit about it, but there mm-hmm. there was um, something that happened to the hosts uh, right uh, after he had seen held the brain and he was at the the prison. He saw two men in a room 
and felt like he was being attacked. Um, um, so... What do we think? Uh, I am going to um, pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, I what? wasn't there when the hosts were there, but as I was leaving after they finished shooting my stuff... Um, there were three people in black morph suits getting ready for shadow figure shots. Wow. So I... So they faked those. Uh, I didn't <laughs> sign an NDA. I, don't, I was very surprised by that. And also, Zach was not there at that moment. Yeah. In his defense, I'm defending the guy for some well, reason. Well, and this particular scene didn't necessarily have any shadow figures in it. Uh, but yeah, I will, I'm going to say this. Um, I do think that the prison is haunted. I, don't, I didn't see any evidence that it was Gacy. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, and that's it, where I will go with that. From what I can tell, he was only there a very short period of time. Even if, even if he was haunting somewhere, it'd be surprising if it was that prison. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that is all I got. All right. So let's open this up to audience questions. <gasps> Does anyone in the audience Ooh. have a question? I About see Casey somebody or on. any of our other stuff. Yes. There you go. You could just, yeah, uh, just if run you up don't to that mind. Mic. There you go. Oh, there you go. Pat's going out there. Such Pat's a going gracious out there. host. Oh, oh wait, wait we actually, ladies, ladies first. first. Yes. Tell us your name and your question. Hi, my name's Ashley. How are you? Hi, guys? Ashley. Do you guys know what his last words were before he was executed? Ooh, no. What Do you want to know? Yes. They oh. were, they were this. Kiss my... Wow. Sounds I right. thought that he didn't have any. And we're gonna I have to bleep that out of the podcast. Sorry, wow. people listening. So, <laughs> thank you for that, Ashley. Do you have a question, <laughs> sir? Your name? Hi, my name's Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Are you guys just taking questions about Gacy or paranormal in general? Whatever. We're I was open. just curious what your guys' thoughts on angelic communications were. We have already answered this question. I know, I know, but I, so I might have missed if that. if you want, I say see previous works. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a Black Crow <laughs> no, we, song we have, about it. We have a new... Yeah. We have, well, Nick I, hasn't I given his yeah, answer about his angelic answer. communication. What so um, what do you think about angelic so communication? I'm not well-versed in angelic communications. Oh, I you're not? basically just know the Black Crow's song. She um, talks to angels? Yeah, she talks to angels. Uh, much like... The uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose episode I listened to of your of your guys's. Yes, I would go with the most obvious answer, which is schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Okay. Yeah, that's wow. what that's what Nick believes. So everyone right. that sees angels is schizophrenic. Well, they said ta- uh, or that talks to angels. Is well, no, I think a lot of the time it is. I wouldn't say all the time. I mean, obviously there are other reasons that you might hear or see things, but a lot of times, and unfortunately, it is an issue. Schizophrenia goes undiagnosed quite a bit. Hmm. I say it's LSD. It could be that too. I say that's what it is. Does anybody else have a question? Oh, okay. Wait, there's a question over here first. Can you come up? Hi, can you please tell us your name and your question? Uh, Kevin from Chicago. I live down the street. Nice. nice. Actually, that would be my wife on the bartending right there. Woo! Uh, question. Uh, you guys know about Excalibur downtown oh, back yeah, in the day? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it used to be the nightclub and stuff. Yeah, you know? a lot of good stuff Actually, I, there. I went there on my 21st birthday years ago. Okay. But anyways, well, haunted and all that stuff, I guess, because uh, there used to be a morgue after the Chicago fire. 
Yes. Well, so I uh, something like that. Something or, like that. For after some, there yeah. was something. So I just want to know yes. if you guys know anything about that, or maybe look into it and stuff. You know. Yeah. No. Thank you very much for that one. That's we. Cool. It is. You know. It's interesting. One thing I have learned is I originally thought that it was haunted after the Eastland disaster or yes. uh, the Easter Island massacre, as we learned earlier from uh, Bob. Uh, but wow. it turns out it wasn't that. So, um, so it is something I want to research more because I, it, I. I've, I know, I know people. I mean, I've, I've been to Excalibur when it was Excalibur. Uh, and there's definitely creepy stuff that happens there. So it, it needs a lot more research. I saw, so we'll I saw some pretty it. scary stuff at Excalibur, actually. I one time <laughs> went upstairs and I'll tell you, there was a lot of music playing and there were things happening that I, I didn't, I didn't really approve of. Uh, that's when the male dancers, maybe it was the shrooms, yes. I think it was the male dancers that that bothered me the most there. That's interesting though because a lot of the ci- a lot of this city has stuff that was built on top or around mm-hmm. things that were kind of shady. Lincoln Park itself used oh, to yeah. be a cemetery. Yeah, Absolutely. it was Chicago Cemetery. Yeah. And definitely yeah. a poltergeist they didn't always remove the bodies. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, tell us your name and what your question is. So my name is Baldemar, Baldemar Zarita. I've grown up in this neighborhood my entire life. So my question nice. is, you know, we like live really close to Resurrection Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Anybody here ever have an encounter? Yeah, that was actually our first episode. Uh, we went to Resurrection Cemetery. We went to Chet's Melody Lounge, which is right across the street from there. And uh, the owner took us into his basement. Uh, and he didn't murder us. That was probably a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we, we, though we did record the whole time, just we in did. case. We uh, <laughs> recorded video of it, actually, and uh, we saw absolutely nothing there. I know another podcast um, or a show named Bob After Dark had an experience there where their equipment went haywire and Bob kept hearing his voice over and over again. Something like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or those voices in your head or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, um, we did a complete um, history of that, and we actually tried to figure out who was Mary. Yeah, that's definitely an open question. When you go down that road, it, it gets kind of... None of those stories seem to be true. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I believe it actually predates, and I'm a skeptic, but I do have a belief that the that the ghost that they are seeing is not this resurrection Mary. It happened at Monk's Castle, down the block, and it happened in the 1800s. Uh, there's a whole big story about that, but I'm going to leave you in suspense. You have to listen to our first episode to find out exactly <laughs> the details of that one. Yeah. Hey, I just had one more. Um, we actually had someone on Facebook named uh, Trish who asked us to uh, ask Shorty, the bartender, about her ex- ghost experiences. So oh. I just wanted to ask if you've got anything that you wanted to share with us because you've been serving us drinks all night and we appreciate it. <laughs> so can I, can I call you Shorty? Or, okay. So Shorty, you have some stories to tell us, I hear. <laughs> all right. So there um, a lot of things go on at nighttime in here. Like, um, at night, I'll be closing, and then somebody's thrown beer caps in the front garbage can, which is Rick, who passed away. Used to always throw them in there. So then I'll go, Rick, I know it's you, and they'll stop. Wow. Or I'll be balancing, and then I'll turn to the hallway there, 
there'll be a shadow by the back door. And then I'll be like, uh, Denny, is that you? And there'll be nobody there. But there was somebody who passed fatally passed away back there. So it's a shadow that I see all the time, you know. Or you'll hear them say something in your ear, you know, when you're in here. But it doesn't scare me because, I mean, I believe in all that stuff, so it doesn't and, bother me. And they're people that you knew. It's not and like a strange entity or something yeah. that you didn't yeah. know. Gotcha. That, yeah. yeah. I also knew Rick, and if there was one person that was going to come back to haunt people, it would be Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely he does, yeah. All right, I think that's about all the time that we have. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, can you do the closing? Sure. Uh, so we'd like to thank Nick so much for coming on the show, for braving the wrath of the believers uh, to come on Ghostly. Uh, so Nick, tell us again, where can they find your work? Uh, you can find uh, pretty much all of my stuff besides, you know, Gacy in the shower uh, through Memoriam Development, <laughs> uh, which is on memoriamdevelopment.com, Facebook Memoriam Development, Instagram Memoriam Development. Uh, I am not on Freak of the Week, but uh, you should totally listen to that show because it's great. Um, and yeah, uh, I just want to thank Lawlers because Lawlers is awesome. Thank you, Lawlers. Yes, thank thank you, Lawlers. you, Shorty, for being our bartender all night. Yes. Uh, and then if you like what you heard, this episode is going to be available next week, a week from today, uh, anywhere you find great podcasts. So if you're interested in listening to all of these things that you've heard uh, this evening, you can find our podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, basically anywhere that you find great podcasts. Uh, go to ghostlypodcast.com, click on the Find Us button, and you'll get all sorts of choices of places you can go to listen to all of these great podcasts. And make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any more ghostly episodes. All right. Uh, this month, we are taking a look at clowns. And our next episode is going to be about the very creepy clown motel. Ooh. Nick, they're so upset with you. You hear them? Yeah. <laughs> they want upset with me. they want to see the shower scene, I think. No one wants to see the shower <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll so, I want to thank I want to thank uh, Memoriam Development and Lawlers for making this dream a reality of performing our show in front of you. I'm coming home. This is the South Side. I'm from the South Side. So uh, I'm from Market Park area, if you guys ever heard of that little place. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for sticking around to see Ghostly. And until next time, stay ghostly. Bye. All right. So one thing I didn't mention during that, though, too, is that Gacy did kill 33 people, but he might have killed a lot more indirectly because people died around the story. Um, there was uh, somebody, someone's family member became more diabetic after that because of the stress that they were going through. Uh, I, there was suicides. Um, there, was, there was more stuff involved that we didn't touch upon. So although we can put a number at 33, the number could be infinite actually. Yeah, I mean, the poison uh, that comes from somebody who does such horrific acts yes. really spreads, I think. It definitely does, yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, not, and not just paranormally, obviously, but reality, yeah. you know. So 
we're not going to do closing arguments this time. Um, but I would like to, um, I still think we should give it a rating. Yeah. So what do you think? Zero through 10. Do you think Gacy still haunts this earth? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, I'm not super strong on it. I, I think I, that's the lowest you've ever gone. I think it might be. I I do think that he, at, right afterwards, did, you know, maybe have some darkness that came out, but I haven't really seen any evidence for anything continuing on past the story that I, I told at the bar. So, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to give it kind of a lower So you rating. were BSing the whole time at the bar? No, no, no. I believe that those <laughs> things happened that were there, uh, the, okay. the, at least that one story, but some of the later things I'm not as sure about. So yeah. Yeah. How about for you? What would rating would you give What do give you it? think I'm going to say? I, I don't know. I'm going to give it a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to put out the two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And we're just going to assume that Madaragas has given it a zero. Yeah. Definitely probably lower than me. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, his brain lives on and maybe they have put it in a Ziploc bag now. I and... mean, would you hold his brain? Yeah. I mean, I'm into that kind of stuff, though. So yeah. I'm into weird sciencey stuff. So I like science, yeah. but I think I'm going to pass on that. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Remember to hit that subscribe button. We really need your subscription. And I'm talking to you directly, you. Uh, Also, too, um, we haven't had many reviews on iTunes lately. So if you wouldn't mind, if you're loving Ghostly, go over and put in a review. Yeah, give us a, a quick rating and yeah. a review. We would be so happy. We want to hear what you think. And if you can give us those positive reviews, it just helps others to to find us and yes. helps uh, give us some feedback. So we appreciate it. So do you remember what the next episode's going to be on? The Clown Motel. Motel. The Creepy Clown Motel. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to go a little deeper into the clown motif because we didn't spend a ton of time on that for this one because obviously he you know, Gacy there's just so much to go into with Gacy yeah. that's not even necessarily clown related but we're gonna go deeper in the clown I think yeah definitely it's a clown motel <laughs> that's the stories we have to tell yeah it rhymes too clown motel stories we have to tell. There you go. I'm a poet and don't even know it. There you go. The next episode is going to be coming out on November 27th, which for those in the U.S., that's that's Black Wednesday, right? Oh, yeah. That's a fun Wednesday. Yeah. And they call it that because people don't have to work, so they get blackout drunk. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. at Lawler's that night, it's going to be a good time if you're looking to come out. Definitely. So until then... Stay ghostly. Bye.